This is the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. On the phone with us, Art Regner. On a day like this, a sad day for Red Wing Nation, Gordy Howe has passed away. Art, thank you for coming on and talking with us on the Detroit Sports Podcast, reflecting on the great man, the great uh, hockey legend, Gordy Howe. Where were you this morning when you heard the news? Well, actually, I uh, had just woken up and uh, turned on uh, uh, turned on the radio, actually, and heard it. And then I, uh, uh, but you know, it was sound. It kind of sounded unconfirmed. I think it was the hockey news or something to report it first. And you know, certainly, um, you know, then it started. Uh, you know how it works. It, it started to uh, uh, just to flow. I mean, everybody had something at that point, John. So I just uh, thought to myself, well. You know, several years ago, or actually 2014, I was working for uh, FoxSportsDetroit.com. I was their uh, uh, chief blogger, I guess, or columnist or something, and I didn't have a beat is, is really what it was. I could write about anything. And uh, in 2014, I believe it was in November, uh, we had gotten word at Fox Sports Detroit that Gordy was near death. And my boss called me up, and he said, listen, I need you to write a remembrance of Gordy, and we uh, have to uh, uh, just just in case. And I can remember, they said, if you can get a couple of Red Wings to comment on it. So I con- contacted Steve Eiserman and Brendan Shanahan, both of whom were, you know, I, you know, I still have a relationship with. And each one of them was reluctant to comment on it because, you know, he had not passed. And I was reluctant to write the remembrance, but... It was my job, so I did. And then today, as soon as I find, found out, and it was confirmed by you know three independent sources, which is what you're supposed to do, uh, meaning virtually everybody, I uh, took this unpublished tribute or remembrance of Gordy, and I posted it on Facebook, and uh, you know with a, a small little brief introduction because I just you know felt that you know I really wanted people to read it. Be, to know what it was like for me growing up in Detroit, being a kid in Detroit, and, uh, you know, what Gordie Howe meant to me. And, you know, I know the first line. I'm not going to read the whole thing and, or all that, but, you know, before there was hockey, there was Gordie Howe. That might not make sense, but if you grew up in Detroit, that's just the way it was, you know. And that's who Gordie, you know, Gordie was uh, the embodiment of, you know, the spirit not only of southeast Michigan, our city, of his sport, but he uh, was dignified, and he really, truly, truly was uh, just a remarkable human being, the kindest, generous, most giving person you ever met. The, you know, I used to say that Steve Eiserman was the most unassuming super, superstar, and, and I still think that. But Gordie Howe transcended that. You would never, if you met him, Ever and not knew who he was or that he was Gordie Howe. He, he wouldn't come off as you would never know that he was the greatest hockey player of all time. It just was not part of him. That wasn't him, you know. I think it was part of the generation he came from, where uh, it's the you know it's not who you are or how much money you make. It's 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 the it's the person you are, how you treat others, and he tr- treated everybody uh, top notch. You know, a lot of people have discussed Gordie Howe's legacy as a hockey player. Now, for those youngsters that are listening to this podcast and are wondering what kind of hockey player was Gordie Howe, for those that ha- that didn't get a chance to see him live, tell us about Gordie Howe, the hockey player, in his era. Well, you know, he's called Mr. Hockey for a reason. Uh, he could do everything, score goals, assist, 
fight, uh, kill penalties, be on the power play, whatever needed to be done. You know, he, he was listed as a right winger and shot with, uh, you know, shot from the right side, so to speak, uh, right-handed shot, but he was ambidextrous. He could, he could, you know, he could, while he was skating, uh, change hands and shoot the other way. I mean, he was a, he was phenomenal. Uh, his physique, his build, you know, the first book I ever got for a birthday present was Gordie Howe number nine. And there's a picture of him, and I think it's been circulating the Internet, where it's uh, taken from above. You know, there's, there's, he's sitting in a boat, his shirt's off, and I think he's doing some deep-sea fishing in Florida, and he looks like Popeye. You know, I mean, he's just uh, – uh, so I guess I would tell the youngsters, think of your favorite hockey player. And if you have a favorite goal scorer, a favorite assist man, or a favorite uh, fighter – Combine all your favorites in the game of hockey for a specific player that you think does one particular thing very well, and that was Gordie Howe. Combine them all together. He could do everything, and he did, and he excelled at everything. He was by far the best player on the ice each and every night. Now, what were your interactions like with him, covering him and discussing him on the radio? My interactions with Gordie were really... uh, uh, good. Uh, I, I can remember uh, when he and Colleen wrote the book and how uh, I was, uh, you know, they asked me to accompany them uh, kind of on their mini book tour where we would go to various establishments, whether they be sports bars or restaurants or, you know, gatherings of like a Kiwanis club or something like that. And uh, uh, they would speak and address and I would moderate the question and answer sessions and then they would sign their books. And uh, I can remember uh, a story years ago, there was a movie called Networth that was on uh, uh, CBC, and uh, it was about Ted Lindsay trying to unionize the Red Wings. And it, it was a, I, I couldn't watch the whole thing because it wasn't portraying Gordy very, very well. You know, that he was just, you know, some, some uh, lumbering ox from Saskatchewan who just wanted to play hockey. And maybe he was. Maybe that's all he wanted to do. But uh, he, um, and the thing that, that I remember about about that is that I was sitting next to the table right after this film had come out. It was just on Chan- well, Channel 9 in Windsor, CBC. And, um, you know, I, I don't know how we got into the conversation, but after one of these uh, uh, appearances, I was having dinner with Gordy and Colleen, and I was sitting next to Gordy, and Colleen was across the table from us. There were, you know, a few other people there as well. And uh, he, uh, uh, he brought up net worth or asked me about it or did I see it? And I said, you know, Gordy, I, I watched it, but quite frankly, and I'm a big Ted Lindsay fan too. That man is also a gem and a saint. Uh, uh, but uh, I said, you know, I just didn't like the way you were portrayed. You know? And, you know, he kind of just really didn't say anything. And then Colleen from across the table piped in and said, oh, you saw net worth. You didn't like it, huh? And I said, well, I didn't like the way Gordy was portrayed. And then Colleen said, well, let me tell you something. Uh, and she said that there was a scene in that movie where after every season was over, the Red Wings would negotiate almost immediately with Jack Adams their salary for the next year. And in this in this uh, scene, it's Gordy's in there because he was the first to go, and obviously whatever Gordy got, everybody got lower than that. And, you know, Jack Adams was lowballing him, you know, making him feel, you know, guilty and wanting to play hockey. And, you know, the whole thing in this movie was, well, what do you want to do, Gordy? I just want to play hockey. And so Jack Adams took advantage of that. So uh, Colleen said to me, she says, you remember that scene about, the, uh, about you know, negotiating the contract? I said, yeah. She goes, well, you know, Gordy hit every bonus. Every bonus that was ever in his contract, he hit. 
and he would take his bonus money, which he got right during after that negotiation. When they negotiated the next year, Gordy, I guess, picked up a bonus check, or I don't know if they gave him cash. And Colleen told me, she said, but you know what Gordy did with that bonus money? Each and every time he gave it he, to his teammates so they could take their families on vacation during the off season. He never spent a drop or a penny of his bonus money. He always gave it to his teammates. And I looked over at Gordy and he was like embarrassed about it. He just kind of put his head down and, and you know, I, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't certainly going to say, is that true or something, but you could tell that it was true. And you know, that that's, that's how he was. And then Colleen, who was, you know, a fiery native Detroiter, like many of us, uh, said, that's the bleeping thing they didn't show in that movie. <laughs> you know, and I just started to laugh. Uh, you know, um, I, I guess my point being, John, is, is that it's tough for me to put into words what he meant to me, what he meant to our community, and what he meant to the game of hockey, because people like him aren't even generational. They're 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 once in the history of mankind. I know I'm I'm being melodramatic here and overstating it, but there is never going to be anybody quite like him. Uh, from the way he dominated his sport to the way he conducted himself off the ice, I mean, just a true gentleman. It's almost a lost art in today's society. If we could all be like Gordy Howe, this world would be much, 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 much better. Now, in reading articles and things like that after hearing the news of his passing. A lot of talk and a lot of buzz on the internet has been about uh, potentially adding Gordie Howe's name to the new the new arena, now titled uh, Little Caesars Arena. Do you think the Red Wings will incorporate something to honor Gordie Howe, and should the new arena should the name be changed to Gordie Howe Arena? Well, I mean, I think you know, obviously, I think people would love to see that happen, and, and I think maybe that would be a possibility if they ever get the Gordie Howe bridge up. I mean, you know, he's going to have a bridge named after him. Uh, the second span, if, if that's even going to happen. I think that, I don't think the new arena will be named after him. I don't mean to be a downer here. Uh, I, I think it is going to be Mike Illich Arena. You know, obviously Mr. Illich has done a lot for this city, uh, not only in hockey, but uh, in, in, in many facets of, uh, of community life. Uh, I, I would say that uh, uh, I would expect the Red Wings, obviously, are going to wear a number nine patch next year. Uh, I think, you know, <laughs> probably we're going to have the last season of the Joe patch as well. Uh, you know, maybe those too many patches, but, uh, but I would think whether it's on the back of their helmet, like a, uh, a number nine in black or something. I mean, they, you know, I, I, I would be stunned. I would be mortified. I would be angry if the Red Wings, the team themselves, that there was not something on their jersey each and every game to honor Gordy Howe next year. I mean, there has to be. Uh, I don't care if it's the last year for uh, Joe Lewis Arena or not, and I know they're trying to play that up big, and you know, rightly they should. I mean, some of the best uh, professional sports teams in Detroit history, regardless of sport, played at Joe Lewis Arena. I get that. I understand that. But, uh, you know, Gordie Howe uh, deserves to be honored by this franchise, and I think they will. You know, I was uh, watching NHL Network today, uh, John, and they were talking about, uh, much like baseball did with Hank Aaron, uh, should, should hockey – Every franchise retire the number nine, and I thought, wow, that would be that would be incredible. Uh, what a tribute! But you know, Gary Bettman said that you know it's really too fresh at this point. But there will be something league wide where they honor Gordie Howe. Now, I you know I don't know if they would retire his number uh, league wise. Obviously, meaning that no other friend you know it's retired. No one can wear it in the NHL ever again. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. You know, again today, what I'd like to see happen and what the Red Wings eventually do. 
but uh, but I, I would suspect some sort of uh, something, you know, whether it's a nine and uh, it, it'll, it'll be a number nine. It has to be a number nine someplace on that jersey. Art Regner, kind enough to give us his thoughts about Gordy Howe on the day of his passing. Now, I'll be, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, how do you see the Stanley Cup Finals playing out? Do you see the Sharks potentially coming back and forcing a Game 7? They were really resilient in, uh, in Game 5. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, Martin Jones is, was just absolutely fantastic. I, I mean, that can, you know, he stole that game. Anytime you can get goaltending like that and he's going back home, I, I think they can at least force it to a Game 7. You know, Matt Murray, who has also been very good, uh, was not at his best last night. So, uh, you know, and, and again, I'm not trying to name drop here or anything, but uh, during his days as the head coach of the Plymouth Whalers, I got to know Peter DeBoer very, very well, uh, considered him a good buddy. And, you know, and even though Carl Hagland, a University of Michigan product, and there's some Michigan natives, Matt Rossi and Cole, that are on Pittsburgh's roster, they still have Sidney Crosby. So uh, uh, I, I would love to see San Jose do it just because of Peter DeBoer. I'd like to see the monkey get off Joe Thornton's back and, to a lesser degree, Patrick Marlowe. So uh, I think it's tough to go against the Penguins, honestly, just because since January, I think they were the, they have been the best team in hockey. We know what happened last time the Red Wings played them at Joe Louis Arena in a crucial Saturday afternoon game, I believe it was, uh, that the Red Wings really needed. Uh, I think they, they blitzed them 7-2 and scored like seven consecutive goals after the Red Wings had taken a 2 nothing lead, and then in the third period it was just a horror show where I think they scored five times. I think Phil Kessel had five points that game, if Red Wings fans remember. So uh, I think in the end I still think Pittsburgh is probably going to do it, yet San Jose has a lot going for them, at least in game six. Game, uh, game six is at home at the Shark Tank, which is an absolute zoo, and uh, also uh, you know the play of Martin Jones. Uh, that last game, uh, if you're into goaltending, and I'm truly into goaltending, uh, that was a fabulous, one of the best performances I've seen in a long time. Art Regner, thank you so much for your time. We look forward to chatting with you, especially on the Detroit Sports Podcast in the future. Thanks, Art. Okay, sounds great, John. Anytime. You take care of yourself. This is the Detroit Sports Podcast Network.